Welcome to Mindful Conversations with Kay. I'm Christy. And I'm Kelly. We are both moms, educators, kidding around yoga teachers, and trainers, and now podcasters. In this podcast, we will talk about using research-based tools and strategies to help increase mindfulness, self-awareness, connection, self-regulation, and peace in your home or classroom. Join us weekly for some fun and insightful conversations where we will take a deep dive into all things kids yoga and mindfulness. Welcome everybody to our first episode. This is Kelly and this is Christy. And we're super excited for everybody to be joining us today. And this episode is going to be a great one. Yeah, today we're, we're really going to get into kind of the nuts and bolts of, of kids yoga, the benefits, like why, why do kids need yoga in their life? You know, um, we live in a really fast paced world, right? And between all the pressures that kids have from school, from extracurricular activities, their, their friends, just the hustle and bustle of everyday life. And it can, it can really wear down on kind of the inner peace and joy uh, that kids have. And, and, you know, all of these pressures and expectations, they can lead to a lot of stress. And, you know, while most kids are not really familiar with the concept of stress, they can still experience what it feels like, you know, without really giving it a, a label or a name. Yeah. And with all of that added stress that kids have, like you said, they kind of it can wear down on that inner child and that joy and that curiosity that um, we're born with. And so kids yoga can be really beneficial to help kids to sort of deal with all this extra pressure that, that they have now. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what can you think of, like, what are some of the things that, that really come to mind for you in terms of what some of the, 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 the benefits of kids yoga are? Yeah. I mean, I could talk about this all day and there's just so many, right. That we could just go on and on about this. But, um, for me coming at it, uh, from my experience with, as somebody who experiences anxiety and who has children who experience anxiety, um, you know, the, the value in teaching these tools that uh, we learn in yoga, like our breath work and meditation and being able to use our body uh, to, to help us to deal with, you know, our emotions and where we're holding tension uh, is really, really important to be able to regulate our nervous system um, is such a powerful tool that, you know, we, we sort of, we sort of miss the boat a lot of times when we think about our kids and their ability to really be self-reliant in, you know, we think we have to, to fix everything for them, you know, especially when they're little and they're upset about things. And we try to fix things on the outside in the environment, Mm -hmm. instead of giving them the tools to help them regulate their emotions and begin to understand what they're experiencing, whether they feel angry or sad or whatever that is, instead of fixing that stuff in their environment and to try to make those feelings go away, Mm -hmm. yoga can help us to teach our kids how to process those emotions and to regulate their nervous system 
so that they can let those let those feelings come and then let them go. So yeah. to me, that's like a huge piece because that's something that we all need to do all the way through our lives from when we're young, all the way to, you know, till to our last breath, you know, yeah. we're, we're dealing with things coming and going and all those different emotions. And we need to normalize those emotions for our kids and help them to get the tools to, to be able to process and, and deal with, with them in a way that is healthy, healthy coping skills. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, when, when, when a lot of people think of yoga, they, they immediately connect it with, with the poses, with the physicality, which, which there's, I mean, that there's so many benefits physically for the kids, but, but keeping in mind that yoga is, it goes beyond the poses. I mean, the poses we, you know, are, are called asana, right? And so, but, but having the meditation piece, the mindfulness component, which is all part of yoga, um, it can really, you know, be so beneficial for them for helping calm their mind and, uh, you know, and, and with self-regulation. And, and of course, you know, as, as somebody who comes from kind of a, a fitness background, the exercise science background, you know, um, I mean, obviously the, 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 the mental benefits, you know, for, for meditation, mindfulness, huge, uh, but it's in terms of the, the physical benefits for the kids, um, you know, you think about some of the poses that we're doing, some of the standing poses, uh, you know, can really help work on, on strength, developing strength in, in, in all of their muscles. Right. And, and the balancing poses can, can help improve focus, concentration, um, coordination, um, you know, and then you think of like the back bending poses, backbending poses really um, stimulate the sympathetic nervous system, right? And, and, and can help kind of open things up and create some energy. And then like forward bending poses really help to benefit, help to stimulate the, the parasympathetic nervous system. And that can help with calming down, right? So we've got this combination of, you know, the physical benefits, the mental benefits, and just creating this really fantastic mind-body connection for the kids, right? Yeah, it's it, that is huge. And yeah. speaking of like our physical body, you know, thinking about today with children, you know, oftentimes there we find them in front of screens way more mm -hmm. than we probably want them to be. Right. Um, so that is something that I think yoga can help with balancing out their their physicality and you know sure. how how they're using their body throughout the day. A hundred percent. Well, and, and, and you think about, uh, kids sports these days and a lot of, a lot of kids are really, um, you know, they're, they're specializing in, in one particular sport where it, it seems like, you know, it used to be a little bit more diverse and you, you do a lot of different things. Well, it seems like there's a lot of specialization. And, and, and so for some of these kids that are, that are in, you know, a particular sport where they're doing one particular movement pattern, you know, repetitively yoga can really help, uh, you know, balance, balance those things out. Um, and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then bringing up sports, it also reminds me to talk about those kids who are maybe not into um, sports or oh, yeah. just not athletically inclined, right? That was me as a kid. And, um, you know, if I think about having yoga, I really never learned to appreciate my body and, mm. uh, you know, the physical benefits of what, what my body could do for me because yeah. I really didn't play sports. So I didn't really value, uh, you know, the movement and peace and, and all of that. I didn't have anywhere to explore that, but a yoga class is excellent 
for those kids who might not find themselves on a sports field, but they still have this amazing body that they need to explore and learn different ways that they can move it and what it can do for them. And it's, it's, it's very inclusive, you know, in anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. So that, that's, that's what I I love about, uh, about kids yoga and and yoga in general. Right. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) The fact that it's, it's not competitive, right? right? And you're, right. you're, 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 you're doing it, you know, to explore, you know, how you can improve. And in, it almost teaches kids not to be defined, you know, like I always used to say, oh, I'm not flexible. I'm not flexible. Mm. You know, yeah. this can, this can change. We can do yoga and we can, we can increase our flexibility. Oh, I'm not coordinated. Right. How many times have you know, you heard parents say like, oh yeah, like my child is not that coordinated, right? Does, we don't have to be defined by these things in yoga. We can practice these poses and these different movements and we can increase our flexibility. We can increase our coordination. We can increase our balance. So that, um, so almost like a growth mindset when it comes to our own physical body. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. We have the absolute privilege of, you know, working for kidding around yoga. Right. So, um, I, I, I think that, uh, one thing that, um, that we can agree on is, is, is that, you know, we feel, we feel pretty strongly that it's, that it's one of the greatest, uh, kids yoga, uh, training companies around. Right. So, absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, we are super excited because the rest of this episode is going to be an interview with Kidding Around Yoga's creator, Harris Lender. And we are super excited to dive more into kids yoga and how she came up with this incredible correct curriculum. And, you know, the sort of the, as you said, the nuts and bolts behind kids yoga as it comes to uh, comes through kidding around yoga and the all the different pieces that she pulled together to make this well-rounded and absolutely incredible program so stay tuned we're going to dive in now to talk with Harris Lender all right we are here with the one and only Harris, Harini, Lender, Mama Kay, we are so excited to see you and to have you here with us to talk and hang out. Um, this is just, this is just going to be awesome. I'm so excited. Thanks me guys. Too, I, 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 I am flattered that you thought to have me as your first guest. Absolutely. And, uh, I would have been just as happy to be the last one, but hey, I'm number one. I'm Woo-hoo! number one. <laughs> yes, number one, as it should be. <laughs> it should be. Absolutely. Well, how about we just start off way back when you first found yoga for yourself and tell us about that and how it impacted your life. All right. Um, my first yoga class, as with many people, was when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, Raquel. And I, I always thought that was a crazy philosophy that you wouldn't even think to go to a yoga class until, oh, I have a child growing inside me. I think I'll get healthy now. But <laughs> that's, that's what happens. And so I went to prenatal yoga and um, then I just loved it so much. Quite a few years later, five years later, I decided to go get my 200 hours and um, my life has never been the same after that. <laughs> that's did I just awesome. answer the question right? Where, where did, when did yeah. it begin? Yeah, 
Yeah. So what, what did you find that um, started to change in your life? Like you have any specific examples of how it started to impact your life? Yes. Um, I won't get too much into the details of this, but in 1999, we had a really shift in my family. We had a, my father had a stroke and he lost his speech and it, it was just not a good situation. And it was very bad for all of us in the family. A lot of changes happened. And um, my dad was on TV commercials. He was Mr. Personality. And one thing he lost was the speech. And so it was just really hard for all of us. And I didn't really know what to do with my monkey mind. It was really hard for me. And um, so I knew I loved yoga. I knew I was going to yoga classes and the teacher would have to come over and wake me up after deep relaxation or even in child's pose. I'd go into extended child's pose and I, I couldn't move out of it. I was such a mess. She'd come kick me in the butt like, Harris, we got to move on to the next pose. And I just loved yoga so much. And it, you know, that feeling when you walk into a class and the music, the incense, now it's diffusers, but it was incense back then. I'm aging myself. And I was like, I need more of this. You know, maybe I'll go become a teacher. I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to stand up in front of a class and, and teach these poses and understand the benefits and how to tell people to go into the poses, but I did. And, um, I, it was a one month training, but my kids were really young. So I split it two weeks, February, two weeks, September, but I came home. And when I went for the training, I will admit I was a little bit of a basket case. I, I was so depressed and I didn't know how to deal with what was happening in my life and in my family. But when I came back, even just after the first two weeks, I had these tools and you have them forever. Once you know how to meditate, once you understand pranayama, once you know how to lay down and, and practice yoga nidra and you don't need to be in a yoga class. And you know, all of these tools became a part of me. And when I came home, I remember someone saying, what happened to you? <laughs> like we had to wake up at five in the morning and we had to meditate three times a day for 30 minutes. And we practiced Hatha all day. I was already a vegetarian, but clean vegetarian diet. You know, you're at an ashram, there's swamis floating around everywhere. It changed my life deeply. And so when I came home, uh, everything in my life changed. I, it's not like the angels started singing and you know, there was peace on earth, but I knew how to handle my emotions mm -hmm. and I knew how to take care of myself better in a nutshell. Yeah, I could so relate. And I think probably so many people can to finding yoga in a time of struggle, right? You know, I, I just think, you know, when you're pushed to that edge and then you're pushed to find something within yourself to find those coping skills and those strategies to keep moving forward. And yoga is that for so many people. And I can totally relate to to that, you know, that big struggle and then coming and finding like, oh, wait a minute, there's things I can do to cope on a day-to-day -day basis with all the stuff that's coming at me and all these emotions and all these struggles. So I bet a lot of and people- And I can share it with other people because other people yeah. are struggling too. Yes. And then that's so, it becomes. Yeah. So then when did you, when did you then decide or realize that you wanted to share it with children? 
Well, um, as you probably heard me say many times, I immediately came home and started teaching to anybody who would put up with me. So <laughs> I, I taught everywhere. I mean, we have an expression in Kitty Run Yoga, T-Y-T-O, teach your tush off. <laughs> so I was teaching everywhere to all ages, to senior citizens. My children were four and six. And so I instantly started figuring out how to make this fun for them, instantly. Although I, I wasn't right away getting paid or having children's classes, but I was, you know, doing it with my children and kind of like embarrassing them wherever they went, you know, brown, <laughs> I was their brownie troop leader. So of course I did it in the brownie troop and I ended up teaching Hebrew school, even though I don't even know how to speak Hebrew, I can read it, but I, they needed me. So I did that and I taught it in the Hebrew school class. My kids went away to sleepover camp, get away from mom. Right. And then poof, Hey, mom's visiting today to teach kids yoga. So I just started teaching it all the time. It wasn't for a long time though, before I was like, even Evan, my husband was there to guide me. He's like, well, honey, you really might want to think about turning the kids part of it. I was teaching classes, you know, this is 10 years later, but it, it took many years before I sat down and went to go daddy Evan helped me come up with a name and, you know, kidding around yoga. And we started like marketing to children um, and training people to teach to children. So there was many years in there of, I ran the camp here at Yogaville. It was a sleepover summer camp for a full week. And we started out with 15 kids and ended up with 50. It was very successful. It was an amazing experience, but you know, all these things just, started snowballing over the years. But so I started teaching in the year 2000. I didn't start kidding around yoga till 2010. But during those 10 years, I was embarrassing my children wherever they went. So <laughs> we, well, I, I know I can relate to that. I'm sure Kelly can't do no, my I, yeah. I pop into my kids' classrooms and they're like, oh God, mom's here. <laughs> But I thoroughly enjoyed it, as I'm sure you guys do. 100%. Definitely. As my daughter Raquel would say, I really only ever enjoyed the secret garden, or we now call it the peaceful garden. Yep. You know, I hate, I hate yoga, but I really love the peaceful garden. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so over those years, those 10 years of teaching, before you really came up with kidding around yoga, you were teaching. And so how did you kind of figure out like this secret sauce of kidding around yoga, right? This way that we teach our classes. How, well, was that just over time or? I was trained in the integral yoga style of yoga, which is not super well known around the universe, but um, it's international. And integral yoga is a traditional Hatha yoga class. You open with a chant, you close with a chant, you meditate, you practice pranayama, you have a nice long, it's a 90 minute class, but you're done with the hatha in 60 minutes. You spend the next half hour, just imagine how yummy this is. And I don't know if you've ever been to any of my adult classes, you spend the next half hour, deep relaxation, very mindful, very slow. And then, you know, side of Raja, as we do laying on your side, coming back in, pranayama, meditate, as Gurudev would say, at the end of the 90 minutes, you float out the door. And when I started teaching kids yoga, it just didn't, I didn't think twice about it. I, 
my class followed that flow. Obviously, if you come in and watch, you're like, what are, like sometimes the principals will come in and say, this isn't peaceful, this isn't you know, you're talking to uncle, doing the yoga slide. I'm like, they're kids. They're kids, you know, you have to meet them on their level. So I, of course, made it fun, but we always meditated. We always did all those elements and they floated out the door. And the parents would write me, as I'm sure you know, because you teach, what, what did you do to my son? Well, this is crazy. Like he, he always is so calm after yoga. So I based it on the integral yoga outline, which is just traditional classical Hatha yoga. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's the formula for success. I mean, we've watched it and I'm sure you've tried to improve on it or change the method. And I don't know what happened if you did that, but my guess is it didn't work. So. It, I remember after my first training, going through that training, I was teaching preschool at the time. And I remember coming out of it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I, I really resonated with, I did, I do, did when I was teaching, did a lot of music and movement in my class. And I come from an exercise science background. And so movement, you know, all that, but, but the music piece was so important in my classroom, which is why Kay was so like, oh, I mean, the angels did sing. I'll tell you, like, <laughs> like I, I went through that training. I was like, wow. But I do remember after that first training going, yeah, yeah, yeah. The outline is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing. And, and I, I am 100%, I'm not lying to you. Once I came back to the outline it, and I just, and I followed the way we teach our teachers to follow it. I was like, oh yeah, it totally works. Like I just, I didn't even have to think about it, you know? And, and so, yeah, I did try to not, to not follow the path, but, but then I, I came back to it and I, I, I realized many, I was wrong. So. I know many people who have tried and, and, you know, don't tell everyone this. I mean, look at, you can still have a great class, but it's sure. just not the same. It's a, uh, there is a recipe, you know, yeah. it is the special sauce. There's a recipe and, uh, you know, he was a great yoga master and he understood this is how it works. And so I, I love it when people graduate from our training and then, you know, you see them sitting there and then there's like this piece of paper on the side of their, their yoga mat for the first picture. I taught my first class. There's this piece of paper on the side of the mat. And you know, after a month or so, there's a sticky note little, and then after like two or three months, you just know, you know, the flow. Yep. Did you, yeah. did you ever imagine that K would be an international company? Well, duh, look at the logo. <laughs> at some point, I probably thought, I, I kind of do remember like drawing the logo for my friend. I'm like, I think it should look something like this just in case we end up outside of the United States. So I drew a logo, uh, um, a map, the globe, <laughs> and, um, and he, it looked horrible and he made it look good, kidding around yoga. And I thought, we're gonna do kidding around yoga around the world. I didn't really visualize that it would actually happen, but I knew that I'd go to Hawaii or maybe Costa Rica or something. I mean, Costa Rica, I think was the first time out of a country. So I, I think I had wishful thinking, but I don't really believe in the, in the bowels of my mind that I thought that what happened would happen. But I'm glad I had, you know, 
you have to put that out there. You know, well, that's how you get a Sanskrit name. You know, they give you a name that is something that you're striving towards. So I came up for Evan. I'm sorry, honey. Evan came up with the name Kidding Around Yoga. And we did, I guess, visualize that it would turn out to be international, which it did. It's really so amazing. It's like such an incredible accomplishment when you hear like how you started out and just kept snowballing, as you said, it just kept building from just teaching your own classes. And it's just, it's just so, it's just so amazing how you just built this incredible thing. Um, just like taking, following your path, taking one foot in front of the other. And, you know, it's really, really such an accomplishment. I, I want to know, what are you, what are the accomplishments of Kay that, that you're most proud of? Wait, I want to just throw something in there because I have to give credit where credit's due, but it was organic. But um, Swami Vidyananda is a very good friend of mine. Mm. She lives here in Yogaville and she is on many of the songs. And anytime yeah. I did something big, it's not like she owns a business, but I would always get my spiritual counseling from her. And as soon as we started doing the music and she was living in St. Pete and recording some with me, I'd be like, what do you think about this song? You know, would Gurudev have approved? She would always say, once I started the music, she said, you can't go wrong. There's no way this company is not going to work because of the music. She just, and she was right. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the music is incredible. It's such forever. a good piece. Forever. Yeah. I apologize for cutting you off. No, that's okay. Maybe that's one of your, one of your favorite accomplishments is the music. Is that what the next question was? The question yeah. is, yeah. What are, what are some of the most, case most, fabulous accomplishments that you're proud of? Uh, yeah. I mean, Evan and I lived in the studio for five full years, and we were very lucky that the guy that did our music, Mark Dye, um, is, was, is a genius, a musical genius. You know, I mean, um, you know, people are like, oh, listen to my music. It's so great. It's so great. And, you know, sometimes it is. And sometimes you can tell they made it themselves or whatever. This guy was super professional. And sometimes we brought in a bunch of kids to sing, but half the time he was like, you know, that's going to be really hard. Let me, let me just do it. And he, and he was right. And he could fake voices and he had stuff in his, you know, and that's a little cheesy to me when it comes to like, you know, music, but for children's music, I, I eventually grew to understand you know, this is okay. And he just, he also, he's a very goofy guy and very talented. He did a lot of those voices. A lot of people think it's Evan, but it's Mark Dye. He's just brilliant. The music, we wouldn't be who we are without the music. That's all I can say. Um, and for sure, you know, all of you guys who have helped us to create this seamless flow, obviously it's a little challenging now, but this flow of how we duplicated kind of like mcdonald's you know you go to a training in boston and you go to one in gibraltar or in spain and it's the same training and the trainers all learned how to do the same training and bringing everyone into a community where they felt part of the same sangha part of the same family all of that you know it it, it was hard work everything's hard work nothing ever happens easy you have to you know, I would start at eight in the morning and Evan would pull the computer off of my lap in bed at one in the morning every day for years. But I, but when you love something, it's not hard work. Did that make any sense? Yeah, so 100%. Yeah. it's, it was the music and the ability to create the same. That was the only way we could have expanded that quickly. Mm -hmm. 
this is how you do it. This is the training. This is what you say during this section. And this is what you say. Yeah, of course we, you know, we weren't robots. We encourage people. If you're really good at teaching in schools, then you'll spend a few more minutes on that. If you're, you know, whatever, we allowed everybody to have creative freedom, but we definitely handed people a template and that worked. Do you have a, because thinking back to, because you were, you were running trainings for a while and, um, you know, until really not, not too awful long ago. Um, December 2019, December 5th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So do you have a favorite, either a training moment or a case story from one of your classes that you tell, or just, just a favorite moment that you can, that you can pinpoint? And I know there's probably tons. <laughs> How much time do you have? Do we have? <laughs> I I should I really should write them down and and write a little bit of a book because yes. it's so yummy and so amazing and you know kids they say the darndest things right <laughs> it's not always the kids though it's you know a lot of people don't understand that the we spread a lot of love and one way was in a class sharing with children the beauties and the signs of yoga but when you teach a training. And you get, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 people in a room to learn how to teach getting around yoga, the love that happens in there and, you know, how people bond and cry, people crying all weekend. I mean, you know that you are doing something amazing when you get all these people together to cry, you know, and they, they know when they come, I'm up, something big's about to happen to me. So I'll think of a couple things. The first was weekend number one. I did a training in the lobby of a chiropractic office. I managed to get 10 people. I had never done anything like this. And my manual was in a loose leaf binder and I and everything was printed at Office Depot. And I had dividers that I had handwritten, pranayama, games, music. I mean, I still have it. I wish I had it here. I'd show it to you. I was so proud of myself, that manual. And um, Evan came at lunch because I forgot something. And he walks in and, you know, I never remember stuff like this, but it was pretty funny. And, you know, I'm teaching for the first time ever. I'm teaching this training. I'm the expert, right? <laughs> first training. And he goes, wow, honey, because I guess he snuck in before I was done speaking. You must be in your element. I mean, you're just going to talk all weekend and people are paying you and they just get to sit there and listen to you. This is exactly what you've always wanted your whole life to just be able to talk <laughs> nonstop all weekend. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is pretty, pretty awesome because I don't want to sound horribly cocky. Well, I mean, I knew this stuff inside yeah. and out. It is what I've been doing. And like you guys know now, you just know it. And when someone comes into a training and they've just decided I'm going to do this, I need to teach meditation to kids. They are a blank slate. They know nothing. You know, everything, you know how to do this. So I felt my power, you know, when you, you know, this is your Dharma. And, um, well, one other story, God, I, I love telling this story, but it makes me feel like a little narcissistic and I'm not trying to sound narcissistic, but if you're a kids yoga teacher, you know, you know, the kids, they just like, they're sitting behind desks all day and you walk in and they're like, oh, you know, the yoga lady, the yoga lady, they just love you so much, right? Mm-hmm. You're in and out of their zip up in an hour. I mean, how could they not love you? You don't have to put up with all that stuff. 
that the teachers, God bless them, have to put up with all day. But we had just done like the massage train and I, and it's like 95 degrees out and I'm sitting on the blacktop in Florida in like September and I'm dripping with sweat. And this girl is sitting down. We have a huge circle. There's about 80 kids in the class and she's looking up at me, you know, her jaws hanging. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what? Something come out of my nose. What's going on? And I looked at her, I said, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? She goes, I said, did I do something wrong? She goes, you didn't do anything wrong. You're awesome. Oh, I will never forget that. But you know, that was followed up by, you know, when you teach yoga, they just love you so much because like I said, at the beginning, you are giving them these tools. Now I was 40 when I had these tools handed to me, look, 38, 39. So I had to go through a lot of grown up pain and angst before I got these tools. But if someone gives them to you when you're eight, that changes your life. So that I'll never forget that moment. I just felt my head just exploded. I'm like, I just want to do this forever. You know, it's such a great feeling to share this with our children. It, and, and there's, it, you're right. When somebody gives you the tools at age, you know, at age, you said age eight or even younger. I mean, I think about, you know, just yesterday I, I teach at this little um, daycare preschool and these are like little bitties. They're like three, four. And I show up and they're just like, yoga, Christie's here. You know, they yell and they, they clap and yay. And they're so excited. And, and I think that um, for those of us that have been doing this for a while, I mean, just like cannot thank you enough for this because really like we see what it does. We see, you know, the benefits for the kids. I mean, and it is something like you said, these are tools that will last the rest of their life, you know? And, and so when we're able to reach them at such a young age and present it in a way that is so fun and it makes sense and that makes them love yoga. And, and yeah, we're not doing a typical adult class. We're not, they're kids. They're not going to get that, but we make it fun and exciting so that as they start getting older, they're like, oh yeah, yoga, that's so fun. I love doing yoga. So then they come back to it and then, yeah, they start maturing and their practice changes. And, but, but, but these are tools that they always have. And it's just, uh, it's, well, it's and amazing. on that note, don't stop teaching because, you know, I'm 10 years older than you, but this is what happened to me a lot. And I'm very proud of it. I'm wearing that badge very proudly, but my kids, cause you know, I made them do it. And I taught at Hebrew school and at, at their brownie troops and their birthday parties, all their kids were, all their friends were exposed to me teaching yoga. And then as they grew up, often they started coming to my trainings in their early twenties in college, they came to my trainings. Some of them taught classes. Some of them would text me and say, I'm in college and I'm taking a yoga class. And I, it's not as good as yours, Harris. I mean, your deep relaxation is so much better. I'm like, but you know, I get all these Facebook messages and texts from kids I taught who are now taking yoga in high school or getting their 200 hours. And some of them became licensees for me so this is going to happen to you. And that's the ripple effect, yeah. you know, keep teaching because the ripple effect just keeps going and going. And, um, that's, that's the best part of the whole thing, because this needs to go on forever. 
Oh, 100%. That's the joy of it. Like it's when you see it out there, you see it happening. That's yep. really when, as you said, when you first did your 200 hour, like you couldn't even imagine teaching a group of adults. I mean, I was the same way. Like there. even when I did my, my, the thing. yeah. Like when I did my kidding around yoga training for the first time, I really was doing that so that I could use it in my classroom and with my own kids. And I could, I was like, you know, I'm kind of like not the first one to jump up to do public speaking for sure in front of adults right so I could have never imagined becoming a trainer but that ripple effect is what kept pulling me because I was like I need this to get to more kids and more kids and more kids and how can I do that I can't teach a million classes I got to teach other people to do this right. so that that ripple effect can grow bigger and so it's just been and that shows you how powerful this is because I taught you that I taught that training and I was off my game that weekend. Never am I off my game at a training. And I don't know what it was. Something was wrong. And I messed up that weekend. And my daughter was there with her friend to remind me often that I messed up. But the thing is, even when you mess up, the ingredients are there. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, hope, hopefully everyone cut me a little slack. But you look at you now. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't my think first you training I still was uh, i mean that wasn't my first training that was actually my that was actually my third training oh i'm sorry in, in my in my string of training so i i was so uh starstruck by you you could have done anything <laughs> i was so excited to like and so nervous to meet you so honestly i was probably just like a human being, oh, just a human being here when i first met melody hersher who worked for us for a long time we went to charleston and i took her out for dinner my favorite thing to do is travel around the country and find out where are the kidding around yoga teachers so we can go out and have wine and dinner and drink wine you know and I'm like so I took her out for dinner and we're enjoying a really good bottle of wine she goes you're so normal you're so normal like, what did you think I was yeah I'm a human being okay sorry we have you up on this pedestal for sure no, never do that never <laughs> <laughs> oh wow this has been just absolutely wonderful Harris and we just we're so grateful to you for taking the time to hang out with us and, and visit and just tell your story it really um that it means a lot to us so well I'm more grateful to you since I you know I retired in October of 2020 and it was shockingly easy because <laughs> guys I literally didn't give the company or my husband 10 minutes notice. I just woke up one day and said, that's it. We weren't doing live trainings. We, you guys were all pivoting to do all this online zoom, this and that. And I was like, yeah, nope, that's not going to happen. But you guys picked it all up for me. And I'm so grateful to you for keeping us out there. I mean, I know this is a, you know, challenging time, but we are, we're doing it. We're pivoting and Evan loves what he's doing. And thank you so much for, uh, keeping things going 100 would not choose any other company to work for it's just changed my life in so many ways and on the next couple of episodes everybody's going to get get a chance to hear my story on the next episode and then christy's story on the third episode about how we came to kidding around yoga and how it has changed our life so everybody stay tuned for those episodes coming up thank you All right thanks namaste Namaste. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. 
If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to subscribe and give us a written review to help us reach others and share all the benefits of kids yoga and mindfulness. If you want more information on all that Kidding Around Yoga has to offer, you can find us at kiddingaroundyoga.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Kidding Around Yoga. We will meet you back here next week for another fun conversation with Christy and Kelly.